0: Hey, good morning. So, there is um something about pattern pattern recognition. It's pretty much been what I've been doing my whole life is recognizing patterns or creating new patterns <clears throat> or fixing fixing existing patterns it's not really fixing it it's um just kind of getting things back on track getting back in back in sync um, it all made sense as I was walking uh, thinking about this but pattern recognition and how it's it's got different names problem solver um, an engineer of some type so I've been mostly like affiliated with being a computer engineer or a DevOps engineer or a security engineer or a consultant basically advising advising people in companies and creating solutions and selling solutions thing that I recognized is, whilst every problem it might look similar say if, say if two websites are having speed issues you know they've got problems with page loading you could come up with a solution right that speeds it up and you deliver that same solution to both companies it might work okay for one company, they do see a speed-up, but the other company may still see problems. So that's kind of... That's kind of what I do, where I come into it. I... Identify the actual problem. Because the... slowdown, the... Loading of the website is just... It's just a symptom of something. It's not always going to be the same cause and say if you just compressed the website or put a proxy in front of it and did compression that way whilst well, it's going to make the website load quicker because you've made it smaller you made the website smaller so it's transferring less data It's transferring the same amount of data but it's transferring it in a smaller package And it doesn't fix the problem, it just masquerades it. So, I've worked with companies at like different ends of the spectrum. I've worked with companies that are really highly tuned, like uh, every single aspect of their page or web services have been like tweaked to the performance tuned to the maximum right there's very little else you could do and that's where you'd put proxies and things like that proxies just like a middleman it's uh, delivering the website on behalf of something else like a smaller it's giving you a smaller version in terms of size, but it's it is the full the full sight. I don't know why I'm talking about that but don't wanna to get too technical but that's that's pattern recognition, right? Identifying the identifying the underlying pattern is pattern recognition that is the that's why people get paid a lot of money for doing that kind of thing, right? Now, anyone could come along and say, ah, oh, yeah, your website is slow. Let's just put a proxy in front of it. That's not really solving anything, and most people who know about proxies or compression or anything like that could, could do the same thing. So this is not really not really recognising the the pattern or the problem so when you consider AI or artificial intelligence that's what that's what AI does recognises patterns well that's a function of it it can be programmed to recognise patterns typically means that somebody's already spotted a problem you know and they already know the pattern of that problem and so what the artificial intelligence would do is in a way it'd be called machine learning it'd be looking for the same pattern or parts of the pattern to appear right so in whatever information you give it it'll be looking for it So, rather than having people troubleshoot the problem, it can be done by it can be done by a function that you program, and then it can alert you or do something when it detects it. So that'd be an example of artificial intelligence being used for something useful. It means that. So let me just uh, I guess. Just let me clarify. So humans are better pattern recogn. Humans can recognise patterns that are not known, or that have not been known before, right? So in order for machine learning or AI or artificial intelligence to know about those unknown patterns, a human has to program it or it has to tell it that this this data contains this pattern and this is a problem and you should do this when you detect part of it or all of it. That is... That is essentially what AI is. It's whatever you program it to be. And it goes off looking for patterns. Or partial patterns. Or intersecting patterns. That, that's all it's looking for, right? It can't just... Uh, It's not human it can't recognize patterns in the way that we do you could try and program it too but there's no you need some sort of criteria to to measure it by and i don't think unless you program the criteria into it by which case you would have to know the patterns already you, it just it wouldn't be possible but then again maybe it is possible because if it isn't possible there's a chance that it is possible right it's just not been observed yet but if you consider the uh, public ...or the the technology that's available to... ...like consumer technology... ...if you look at things like email... ...you know like Outlook and things like that... ...that's got automation built into it... ...you can create... uh, ...calendar events and reminders and timers and things like that... ...create tasks... ...and the same thing, task reminders... So those things help you So that you don't have to keep everything Lodged in your mind Or in your head You don't have to keep that at the front of your mind To remind you what you need to do Because there's going to be so much other stuff That you're going to cram in right All the other work in All the uh, All the other drama So those kinds of tools and Outlook and the calendar and tasks. The kind of, um, ex- it's for an expanded lifestyle. It's like for all these distractions and all these other things that you might need to keep fresh. You know, like you did what in that latest episode of the soap opera kind of thing. that That's how it could be, um, betrayed It could also be portrayed as uh, you know enabling companies to share share things across um, share things with a lot a lot of people. So it's essentially like an email. You can send an email to whoever a whole bunch of people, right? But um, if you wanted to remind those people of a particular event or something that's happening or to do something at a particular day or time, a shared calendar works Works for that, right? To give you a shared uh, space that people can, people can see and people can update. So in terms of in terms of like other use in your daily life your con- you know consumer technology like your mobile phone and things, your mobile phone could pretty much do anything that could be programmed into it just nothing too nothing too intensive because it's going to be limited by the hardware the type of phone it is what other applications are running but it can do things like text to speech right you can type something in and it can talk talk back in a voice or so I'm going to go I'm going to try a different way today just to mix it up a bit um, yeah, I can do all sorts of stuff, right? Things that could, things that might be useful. You know, like learning a language. You can get the entire codec of a, a language on your phone, like different sounds and stuff like that. and that's still that's still a form move AI it's not it's not all about robots and things science fiction it's not it's not about that at all because all you're going to have a robot do is whatever it's, it's programmed to do perform particular functions that's it it's nothing different than your phone or anything else And that's going to be limited by the sensors that you install on it. So the hardware, again, just like your phone, it's going to be limited. So it's not going to be, it's not going to be unlimited, like it might be spoken about or advertised. It's, it has to have limitations. Yeah, it's not going to be unlimited. It has to, has to be limited in some way. That's typically, typically by the hardware it's running on, it's a bit like the sensors, the, like your phone has got, was like an IR sensor or something and all sorts of stuff. So it knows when you picked it up, it knows, it knows how much light is, uh, like ambient light is around you And then that Feeds into applications Or software and it says To adjust the screen brightness Based on certain Thresholds So that's all it is Pattern recognition Once a sensor value is over A certain amount do something That's it understand that might have been a bit maybe a bit too too technical, but I think that's just um how I speak about things like that, and I guess just uh speaking in general terms just like that would know I'm not filtering it I'm not doing anything with the information right it's just As it is, it may come across easier So I'm just telling you Telling you a different perspective of This whole AI Topic or Agenda you could call it It's almost like they want people to be Afraid of it but most of the most of the things they talk about are just based on movies, it's fiction, science fiction. The actual reality of it is much, much more. It's much duller. which is why it doesn't sell. Like I mean, look at the thing with Elon Musk landing his spaceship, uh, landing his rockets. So you can fire a rocket up and then it can land it again. Must have cost billions just to figure out the uh, correct software and variables to use, correct thresholds. Of course, they a cra- uh, few of them crashed Well, most of them probably crashed Actually, but that is That's what's needed In order to Create the software Because you have to recognise the patterns for Success and failure And that's all he did Well, that's all His company did, he didn't personally do it His company Went and Did all this research, and that's That was all that was needed, really, in order to create the software, to... um, To create the software to... Make it possible. He was cre- they, they essentially created a new pattern. This is how you launch. This is how you launch and land a rocket of this size at this velocity, in all these different parameters. That's how. That's how they did it. So they created a pattern and then tested it repeatedly until they got the pattern right. Obviously they they know that there's a possibility of failure But because they know the pattern They can adjust They can adapt Adapt to the situation, right? So yeah, these, these things like that Like NASA never had Anything like that, right? Landing a rocket on a... A floating... A floating pad. It's all a bit Hollywood. It's not, um... (laughs) Like... Yeah, okay, they, they say it's to reuse the rockets, right? But... But it's a lot of money to spend just to reuse something. But I guess guess that's just the way that they wanted to do it. It also makes a good marketing um, marketing gimmick, right? Because it gets people interested. Watching a a rocket land back on the water on a floating pad people are going to watch that so it isn't just for reusability it's to get people to watch to get people to see the pattern and even if it doesn't work people like to see things blow up it reminds them of that's why they watch action movies and things right So it doesn't matter if it's a success or a failure I mean in reality Reusability I don't think is The top priority I think it's more to get people to watch it To believe in something So if you think that How easy it is for something like that to become... uh, um, I mean, how many people were talking about NASA launching satellites? Or well, how many people were watching videos Of NASA launch satellites live Probably not many Probably mostly like enthusiasts rocket or space enthusiasts right But now they've kind of got a captive audience In, uh, in the youth Just by virtue of Creating this gimmick This marketing gimmick Oh look how we can launch a rocket And we can land it back on a floating Pad on the water That gets people's attention And you don't have to even be interested in Space or rockets It's just like an action movie Or a, or a video game You're just watching to see if it's going to blow up or not So they managed to Capture an audience in that way (laughs) They had to spend billions to do it but But they still managed to Capture the audience because they knew what they wanted They knew that they wanted action And the potential for failure Because a lot, of these, a lot of these technological, quotes advancements, it's all software, right? Sensors and software. It's simulating the human, except humans are far superior pattern recognizers. We can recognize patterns. A computer can only recognize a pattern that you tell it to recognize. You could give it some parameters and say, Hey, look out for something like this or something like this. But still, you have to know that that's still an underlying pattern. It can't do it just by sense. Because what would it be sensing? Visual. Audio. Text. You could tell it to look for bad words, naughty words, but that's because there's a dictionary that exists and you could just create a dictionary that says all these words are bad. And that's the simplest form of pattern recognition or looking for numbers. So when it comes to pattern recognition, humans, are do computers every time because we can identify things that are not known yet. There's talk about quantum computers and stuff, but I was talking yesterday about physicality and non-physicality. How can something non-physical exist in a physical? Or how can it be measured without it becoming physical? because a quantum computer works on the premise that you've got on, off, on and off at the same time. And when it's measured, that is, that's the observation, that's physicality. So if you're measuring it, you're measuring it in physicality. And if you continue to, in a way, reset it, Reset the state You're not It's a different You're reading a different state But it's based on something It's It's difficult to It's difficult to explain Because it's It deals with The unknown And I think our brains In terms of thought are more wired for the knowns. Because we're looking for threats, right? Now, you could say all the things that are unknown are threats, so that that might be why you would um, not consider it. You might just say that anything unknown is a threat. But it's not. Anything unknown is... Where all the th- where all the desires and things that you want are going to come from. That's the unknown, and it's the degree of possibility that makes it possible. So I think, in a way, to contribute towards making something possible. Is you would have to embody it in some way, embody the feeling of that thing or the condition or the state. It's not going. I think a lot of people think of manifestation. And manifestation being something just mag- magically appears at some point, it's more um, it's more a case of something unwinding, so that there might be several steps in between towards. creating the intention and moving towards it so you it's more uh, it's not a case of you go from I want it to I have it you have to go you have to move from wanting to having this is just talking about physical things but it's not always going to manifest physically because it could be you're just you're placed and say if you're wanting money right but you move from wanting it to having it you're in terms of your mindset in terms of your condition so I was talking talking before about the guy that was boxing himself in right self pity and self loathing everything bad was happening to him and rather than kind of address whatever the problem was or the the challenge that was being presented to him continuously this year, he didn't do anything. He just took the position of, "Oh, something else has happened," as if he's expecting more bad things to happen to him, and he's not—he's um, not doing anything different. He's not doing anything to address the problem, so he's continuously getting more of the same thing. Now, if he—if—if if he had stood up and risen to the challenge and said, "Hey, I, I've had enough of," I've had enough of this condition, of this state. I'm going to move towards the opposite direction. I'm going to empower myself. I'm going to create things for myself. I'm going to create work for myself or whatever. I'm going to go help people, whatever it is. If you stay in the same place, you're just going to get more of the same thing. So you have to move. And you'll be... um, like I said, you'll be challenged or something. It's not just going to be. Uh, it's not just going to be. Oh, hey, here it is. Or it's not going to be a case of. Oh no, you can't have that. There has to be. There has to be a move in energy. There have to be. Has to be some sort of exchange. And I keep fi- I keep finding this out the hard way because I'll go off looking for something when the thing I need to do is to stop looking because you already I've already set the intention. And all I need to do is to follow the things that are appearing. like the people the invitations to conversations and things they pop up they they appear for a reason and you'll feel you'll feel what you need to get involved with what you need to connect with or what you should be doing you'll feel that and once you start moving then the things start to the conditions start to change around you because you're creating a better i would say let let's assume that you're you're self-pity you'd be if you're moving in the opposite direction you're going to be creating a less pitiful existence you're going to be more more self confident more assured and doing things to improve your situation rather than what's currently happening and in, in doing nothing and just wallowing in in the self pity because that's that can be comforting for some people But it's the comfort that you need to move away from. Just like I was saying yesterday, when... um, When I was stuck in... When I was in my routine, everything was kind of... Kind of stagnant. I don't really know... It it takes a while for me to recognize the pattern that I'm stuck, you know, that I'm in the same I'm in the same pattern of behavior and I need to change, I need to adapt it And so I just change a few things, right? During my day Walk a different way or uh, Look at different things, different work things or Research that's how you expand. When you're stuck in the same circles, it's the same, or it could be the same energy. There's gotta be a constant, constant shift. And so after I did that, then I noticed things starting to change. And that I felt, I felt better. Don't feel as stuck, and then in the last few days, I've noticed these patterns of people appearing again, and I'm trying to figure out if that is—I don't know, like. Uh, keep moving again you know it's kind of like uh, I don't know it's almost like uh, showing you that this is the pattern you, that you're stuck in a pattern right it's almost like presenting you with it because you're seeing the same people every day in different places but it's uh, familiar, familiar, familiar. <laughs> it's familiar, can't say that, it's familiar. And familiar is comfortable. So maybe that is a reminder. And these are people that I would see as I'm walking around during the day. Like in the morning and the afternoon, and it's... It's weird to see the same people in different places, but I think it's happened a few times now, so So maybe it's just a reminder to keep adapting. But then there's other, other patterns of things emerging that I spoke about yesterday. And this all goes back, this goes back 21 years when I met my best friend or one of my best friends in Hong Kong. I've spoken about this a few times. It was quite serendipitous (laughs) because we didn't know each other at all. He He moved from London to Dubai and then Dubai to Singapore something like that and then he moved to hong kong at the same time i did and so we were going to the same school but this was before school started it was like the summer holidays and so i'm on the bus and i'm going i'm heading out of town and he's on the bus heading into town and the buses stop at the exact opposite ends of the road right so the buses are almost like directly conjunct And being in Hong Kong, it's not difficult to spot uh, minorities, so people that look like me, because he was from, he's originally from London, and it was only years later that we actually spoke about it, that we were like, oh yeah, I remember seeing you on the bus. And he remembers seeing me on the bus, and he was with his brother, and that's how I remembered... Well, that's how I identified it was, them. Later on, after we'd been friends for a while, for a few years. The fact that he was with his brother. So... All that happened, and then... And then when we started... we started at school, we just happened to sit down next to each other, in like the opening assembly, so this is where like everyone would meet kind of thing. As so how we started talking, we had some interest and all that stuff, right, came, came really good friends. And... There was some, I don't know, some sort of connection. There's a squirrel gone again. <laughs> it's the third day in a row. <laughs> How weird's that? Run. He's running in the same direction. And he's got a knot again. Um, yeah, there was a connection between me and him. Like we were, I don't, it's weird to describe, we were like opposites. He was quite extrovert i was quite introvert but then things would reverse in certain situations he'd be quite introvert i'd be quite extrovert it was weird and we both knew what each other were thinking kind of thing that, that's the only way i can explain it but anyway so about 18 years later 18 and 19 years later then i'm looking more into things going on that went on in my life things things that were close to me, things like that like looking at the numerology of it and we share the same same numerology, number 74 I've not found anyone else in my life that has that but it's interesting that the inverse of that is um i found it found it everywhere all the people that I get on well with um share the same interests all have the number 47 all of them and there was one or two two aspects I saw in astrology that pointed towards us and it was The node placement And the Ascendant and Descendant It's always either The inverse node placement So they have They have what I would be aspiring to So typically these are Uris people In Sidereal Or Ascendant Scorpio Ascendant libra all the, all these people have had like a profound impact in my life libras the nodes it is is so it's so bizarre but i've done um i've done quite a lot of research into it so it is definitely something that is It's an expression of something. It's an expression of some connection. That's the only way I can describe it. I have some... We... Me and these people share some sort of connection. We share some sort of connection. That's that's the only way I can describe it. So... It is always interesting to to find people that share those aspects or the, the inverse aspects. Because we always, there's always something that is shared or something that is, something that we, um, I don't know, there's just a connection. Can't explain it other than that, there's a connection. And it's almost like a mutual connection in teaching and learning. Especially with the node placements. If it's the inverse of your nodes, so your north node is the south node and the north node is your south node, then there is something for both of you to learn. So yeah, that is... quite profound but that's that's patterns again pattern recognition alright so I think that's it for now catch you later